It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week, we are setting the sails, we're hitting the seven seas, and we might even hit you right on the Black Pearl. Because this week, for show number 108, for the week of April 23rd, 2015, we are going down under, yes, to the land of Australia, on the set of Pirates of the Caribbean 5, as we have none other than Mr. Gibbs, Kevin McNally, stopping in here at the show. That's right, Kevin McNally, who you know from every single Pirates film as Mr. Gibbs, Jack Sparrow's right-hand man, is going to be stopping in live from the set, talking about his career, his projects, and what it's like being Mr. Gibbs in every single Pirates film to date, and maybe he'll let us in on a few clues as to what's going to happen in Pirates of the Caribbean 5. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, the D-Team is the one that brings the flair, brings the magic, and helps everything happen here at the show. And you have questions, and he has answers, and Aaron's going to answer all your questions in I Want to Know. We have the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2 with Caitlin, and Nathan is taking that trip back with this week in Disney history. And no pirate adventure would be complete without some great music. And we have Paige taking a dip into the magical music review, looking back at the entire Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. We have Jason digging deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD to add to your collection, and so many other things on the horizon. There is news hot off the D-Wire about the Avengers, Star Wars, the Disney Channel, the Walt Disney Company, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and so much more. So before I jump into the water here this week and walk the plank, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing those unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members and stay at the best and the greatest Walt Disney World resorts like the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and many others, and do what else with those savings? And spend it on souvenirs. So definitely check them out, dvc-rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, as I'm getting ready to walk the plank, I'm getting ready to hang with Mr. Gibbs from Pirates of the Caribbean, let's officially kick off show number 108 for the week of April 23rd, 2015, and I will be right back. Arr, ahoy, mateys. Watch out for Captain Jack Sparrow. I had to. Be right back, D-Heads.
A fearsome creature with giant tentacles that suction your face clean off and drag an entire ship down to the crushing darkness. The Kraken. They say the stench of its breath is like... Imagine the last thing you know on God's green earth is the roar of the Kraken and the reeking odor of a thousand rotting corpses. If you believe such things... Keeps rising every day. Time to run, a time to play. The wind is smiling on my face. There's something about your melody. Hear it singing through the trees. The rhythm's taking over me. Let's go, let's take a ride. Let's go light up the night. I got you by my side. We'll survive. I'm Kevin R. McNally. I play Joshua McGibbs in Pirates of the Caribbean, and you are listening to Disney On Demand. And their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Tonight. 
Join us for an extraordinary first look at Disney's Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World in Florida with your host, Drew Carey, and our special guests from the Broadway hit The Lion King, Label M, Lady Smith Black Mombazo, Jane Seymour, James Keach and family, Tia, Tamara, Taj, and Tavior Mulry, Paul Rodriguez, world-renowned conservationist Jane Goodall, Will Friedle and Danielle Fischel, singing sensation Kimberly Scott, and the animals of Disney's Animal Kingdom, tonight on The Wonderful World of Disney. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner, and I am proud to join all the animals and characters in welcoming you to Disney's Animal Kingdom and Walt Disney World. Tonight, you and your family will be among the first to visit and explore this amazing new theme park. Animals have been a very special part of the Disney tradition for more than 75 years. Disney's Animal Kingdom is the culmination of our fascination and love and respect for animals. Welcome to the opening of Disney's Animal Kingdom and Walt Disney World. And welcome to the wonderful world of Disney. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 108 for the week of April 23rd, 2015, and we have all kinds of fun, as you can already tell, as we're going to set sails, we're going to raise our pirate flags, as we have none other than Mr. Gibbs himself, Kevin McNally, stopping in here at the show, and as you've already heard, we're giving that little bit of a flashback to Earth Day this past week, as many of us know that Earth Day has happened, and we cannot take for granted this wonderful planet that we live on. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, we have so many different things on the horizon. We have the D-Team here with Aaron, Caitlin, Paige, Nathan, Jason, myself. We have tons of news hot off the D-Wire and many other things. So before I jump into news hot off the D-Wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on the official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. And remember, you can always jump right into the discussion on our Diz Radio D-Wire Disney Discussion Group. And you can find that at Facebook.com in the group section, just Diz Radio Disney. And get into the conversation, into the discussion right there 
on Facebook as well. You can also connect up with us all over everywhere else like Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, you can always subscribe and get the latest shows right there in your newsfeed on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, and more just by subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to jump right into news hot off the D-wire. And first off, happy belated Earth Day. Yes, I was there back when Animal Kingdom opened on Earth Day back in 1998. And I already played a little bit of a tidbit and a throwback because, yes, Earth Day has already passed. But come on, how many of us remember that special, wonderful World of Disney episode with Drew Carey, Michael Eisner, taking that look into the all-new park that was Animal Kingdom back in 98? I know it brought a fluster of memories back to me. But now, let's just press on the news, more news hot off the D-Wire, and how about Pandora Jewelry opening inside of the Disney Park? Yes, for all of you women out there, Pandora Jewelry is now available for guests in two of the most magical places on Earth. This fine jeweler, in collaboration with the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, has opened a dedicated Pandora Jewelry boutique within two of the Disney merchandise locations. Uptown Jewelers in the Magic Kingdom Park at Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, as well as in New Orleans Square in Disneyland Park in California. Now, both locations carry Pandora's newly released Spring 2015 Disney Jewelry Collection, with the Disney Parks Collection as well, with many full assortments of Pandora jewelry to accent it in case you just don't want that Disney character. Now, the redesigned Uptown Jewelers is reminiscent of the Victorian-era collectible shop, echoing the nostalgic style of Main Street USA, the first themed land within the Magic Kingdom Park, as many of you tuning in already know this. Now, with classic decor and ornamental touches, Uptown Jewelers reflects the prosperity and optimism of the earliest 20th century America. Now, the newly renovated place in New Orleans Square, located in the heart of New Orleans in Disneyland Park, fixes both Pandora rings, necklaces, earrings, charms, and bracelets. Now, Pandora's newest Disney jewelry collections of hand-finished silver and 14-karat gold charms feature inspirations from some of Disney's most beloved characters and include more than 101 different styles for Disney Park guests to choose from. As they have officially released on the press, these beautiful new boutiques allow us to be part of the magic that's created within the Disney theme parks and resorts, said Beth, Chief Merchandising Officer of Pandora Americas. Our Pandora boutiques offer a unique jewelry destination within the parks and gives guests a stylish way to treasure their Disney experiences for years to come. Now, the Disney-owned and operated stores are staffed with Pandora jewelry specialists and feature Pandora retail fixtures, displays, exteriors, and shop windows. Now, the Disney jewelry collection is sold at Pandora Concept stores throughout the United States. So if you can't just get to the parks, you can go to the United States, Canada, Mexico, Puerto Rico, and the Central Americas and the Caribbeans, as well through select Disney merchandise locations, including DisneyStore.com and many other places. Now, if you want to find a full list of where you can get this collection, if you can't make it to the parks as well, go to Pandora.net. Now, pushing right along here, let's move forward here. And how about jumping onto the seven seas? Now, since we're getting ready for Kevin McNally, yes, Mr. Gibbs from Pirates of the Caribbean, how about the Disney Cruise Line dreaming a little bit bigger with enhancements to the Disney Dream coming this fall? Yes, many of you might have already seen this posted all over the web as well as on our own website, but exciting new experiences are awaiting the Disney Dream guests after spaces throughout the Disney Cruise Line vessel are being transformed this coming fall. Headlining the enhancements are two new interactive
interactive youth areas, one themed to Star Wars, and another to Disney Infinity. Also, a whimsical sweet shop is going to have handmade gelato, as well as ever-popular Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique will debut after the Disney Dream undergoes dry dock from October 4th through the 24th of 2015 in the Bahamas. Now, here's a glimpse of what they're going to be offering. Now, the Star Wars area is going to bring force-filled fun for the children. And I think they're going to have a hard time keeping the adults away with this one. A newly themed area in Disney's Oceaneer Club is going to be open from ages 3 to 12 and delight children with the out-of-this-world galaxy experience inspired by the Star Wars saga. Now, kids are going to be transported into a galaxy far, far away from the Star Wars films in the Millennium Falcon. Yes, a force-filled play display area that's going to be the spacecraft from this legendary saga. Now, upon entering the spacecraft, younglings will be able to join the Rebel Alliance in the epic battle of good versus evil by assisting with navigation of this powerful space vessel. Now, sitting in the cockpit, children can also pilot the cool Millennium Falcon through hyperspace, triggering lightspeed bumps to different locations around the galaxy. Now, in the Millennium Falcon, children can also express their creativity through Star Wars-themed crafts, games, and activities. They can also watch full episodes from the all-new Disney XD animated series, Star Wars Rebels, which I think is fantastic. I love it, and I have more coming about Star Wars Rebels later on here at the show. Now, the excitement is going to continue during a shipboard version of the popular Jedi Training Academy experience that invites young Jedi hopefuls known as Padawans to learn lightsaber moves and become a Jedi Master. Now, there's also going to be the high-tech Disney Infinity Space Ads Adventure for Kids. Yes, also in the Oceaneer Club, a high-tech interactive space based on the Disney Infinity video game offers more fun for kids. In the Disney Infinity Toy Box area, children can experience a whole new way of playing together with exciting virtual experiences and immersive activities. Customized on-screen adventures are going to bring the life characters from stories across the Walt Disney Company. Now, the complete set of the Disney Infinity character figures will be there on display for creative inspiration and available for gameplay. Now, kids visiting the special room found only on the Disney Dream will also be able to unlock exclusive Disney Cruise Line content that they can continue to enjoy while playing Disney Infinity at home. Now, there's also going to be something that I love, sweets, and this specialty sweet shop for families. Vanellope Sweets and Treats will satisfy the sweet tooth of cruisers of all ages with handmade gelato, ice cream, and an assortment of candy, as well as delectable novelty treats for purchase. Now, new to Deck 11, the smell of freshly baked waffle cones and candy will linger from the specialty store's two entrances, including the Cabana's restaurant outside on the pool deck. Now, resembling a whimsical candy land of the Sugar Rush game car, Wreck-It Ralph, the sweet shop's decor features nods to the film, including a racetrack and a checkerboard pattern floor, as well as gas pump style gumball dispensers. They're also going to have Vanellope's race car and King Candy's throne. There's also going to be magical makeovers for princesses and pirates. Come on, who doesn't want that? Because I know my little girls, they've gone through it. And my boys, of course, are Ahoy, matey. They've been part of the Jack Sparrow becoming a pirate. Had to do it again. It's not very good, but come on. I'm having fun here today. But how about Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique coming to Deck 5 in the midship? And it's going to bring to life storybook fantasies and young guests with pixie dust makeovers as well. Now, the very special salon is going to offer aspiring princesses and princes, knights ages 3 to 12, a chance to transform into pirates and princesses. Now, there's also going to be a cool and comfortable retreat for adults with, uh, with just for adults on Deck 13. You're going to look forward to new water features, satellite falls, and a circular splash pool that's just for adults. Now, many of these are going to be taking place as part of the all-new enhancements coming to the Disney Cruise Line with the Disney Dream with big enhancements and more. And I'm excited just for Star Wars 
to hit the screen. So anyways, that is all the fun. And let's just, you know, if you want to find out more, definitely check out DisneyCruiseLine.com. Now, moving right along here in Disney news, let's get off of the seven seas and let's get into something that I love. And how about book reading, storytelling, and many other things with your children and your family? Because AT&T and Disney are bringing storytelling magic on demand. That's right. Storytime just got a little more magical for AT&T UVerse customers. Now, families have downloaded more than 8 million digital books through the Disney Story Central app. And AT&T UVerse and Disney are now bringing together the popular Disney Story Central platform to TV. TV screens across the country for the first time. You heard me right on TV screens. Now, as a subscription-based demand service, Disney Story Central offers AT&T UVerse and TV customers a robust collection of narrated classic Disney stories for only $8 a month. Now, I think this is fantastic because many people need to sit down, spend that time, and read with your children. So many people don't do that nowadays. I mean, I love cherishing those moments reading with all my kids, and each of them get their own story every single night. I know, you probably think I'm crazy, but it's true. Every one of them has something different. With my oldest daughter, we're reading Kingdom Keepers. My other son, we're reading the Galaxy of Fear Star Wars series. My youngest one, it's all about dinosaurs. My little princess, of course, it's all about those little princess books. So, so many different things. I mean, this is just fantastic for only $8 a month. Now, parents and their children can read along with the beloved Disney characters, including Mickey Mouse, Elsa, Anna, and Olaf on their TV screens. Now, new stories are going to be added to the platform every few months. As they have released publicly, we're excited to bring customers and their families interactive experiences that foster creativity and imagination, said Mel Coker, Chief Marketing Officer of ATT Home Solutions. Disney Story Central allows families another way to enjoy UVerse and TV all together. Now, AT&T UVerse customers already have access to the great live on-demand programming from Disney Channel, Disney Junior, and Disney XD. Now they can view it on their UVerse TVs and through the UVerse apps as well, along with Disney content. The UVerse app also lets customers watch more than 230 live channels inside their home and 170 channels on the go. So if you want to find out more about this and you want to expand beyond just all your storytelling with your family and your children and maybe even yourself, definitely check them out at DisneyStoryCentral.com. Now let's move aside from stories and television and let's get into something for all of you women out there. Now you remember last week when we brought you pinup girl clothing and the magic of the Mary Blair collection? Well, let's talk about her universe with Marvel and Hot Topic teaming up for the all-new Avengers fashion collection. Yes, fangirls can now assemble in celebration of the release of Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron and Her Universe. The trend-setting geek girl apparel company and Disney consumer products have announced a new fashion line inspired by fan-favorite superheroes from the Avengers films. The Marvel by Her Universe collection will be available by mid-May exclusively at select Hot Topic stores and HotTopic.com with an online pre-sale starting this week. Now, the Avengers-inspired line features designs by winners of the first-ever Her Universe Geek Couture fashion show held at last year's Comic-Con International in San Diego, where attendees Amy Beth Christensen and Andrew McLean woed the audience with their original handmade creations on the runway and took top honors at the event. As a part of the grand prize, Christian and McLean were rewarded with the exciting professional opportunity to design an exclusive fashion collection with Her Universe founder, Ashley Eckstein, for the pop culture and licensed apparel division of Hot Topic. Now, to see the making of 
Now to see the making of her collection from inspiration to sketches to fittings and ready to wear, you can visit Hot Topic as well as we have a video right there on our website at DizRadio.com. Now as they have officially released, it's exciting to see Marvel's female fanbase grow with the second installation of our collaboration with her universe inspired by the one most highly anticipated movies of 2015, Avengers Age of Ultron, said Paul Gitter, Senior Vice President of Licensing of Marvel at Disney Consumer Products. This collection brings awareness of the emerging fangirl trend into mainstream fashion by uniting stylish designs with the iconic characters to create a strong statement in the retail market. Now this is action-packed Marvel by Her Universe collection consists of many stylish dresses, jackets, and many others inspired by Avengers characters available in straight and extended sizes. Now the six-piece fashion collection for Hot Topic alone includes the Captain America halter dress, the Thor sailor dress, the Stark Industries bomber jacket, the Black Widow dress, the Black Widow belted jacket, and the Loki halter dress. Now all these are retailing for only about 60 bucks, so I mean it is within your grasp to get these great products at a decent price. Now, the senior vice president of merchandising and marketing at Hot Topic had said witnessing two talented designers who truly understand the fans and fan culture win a competition at Comic-Con 2014 and then seeing their spin on Avengers turn into real product at Hot Topic makes what we do feel genuinely authentic and so much fun. Now, in addition to the fashion collection, Hot Topic will also offer a wide range of Avengers t-shirts, accessories, gifts, and more. And the Avengers will return to theaters, as we all know, in Age of Ultron on May 1st, 2015. Now, pushing right along here, let's move on to some more things in the Marvel Universe, since we are talking about Marvel. And how about Netmarvel announcing global release of the blockbuster mobile role-playing game, Marvel Future Fight. Yes, Netmarvel Games Corps announced this week that its newest and most anticipated mobile action RPG title, Marvel Future Fight, has launched globally on April 30th of this year, where it's going to happen. Now, Netmarvel and Marvel have teamed up to create an immersive player experience that captures the excitement of the Marvel Universe, featuring an original storyline by critically acclaimed and best-selling Marvel writer Peter David. Now, Marvel Future Fight offers players a total of 36 powerful characters, including Avengers, Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Guardians of the galaxy, each with their own signature moves, abilities, and costumes. Now, skilled players will learn how to combine and consolidate those heroes to unleash the most powerful effects and build an unstoppable team. Now, featuring the high-quality graphics of deep, action-packed content, players will lead their team of heroes against villains like Loki, Doc Ock, Ultron, and many others in stage-based battles. Now, in addition to the PvE and PvP modes, Marvel Future Fight features thrilling role-playing game campaign where players can gain experience for their team and enhance their hero stats. Now, as I'm prone to say, the official press release goes like this. We're thrilled to offer a profound new division of action gaming encouraging players to create their own teams with familiar Marvel characters like Iron Man, Rocket Raccoon, Captain Marvel, and many others, said Gun Kim, CEO of NetMarvel Monster. Now, Marvel Future Fight will raise the standard of action RPGs in the global market as we have set a strong foundation in Korea with Netmarble's previous title, Monster Taming. Now, Netmarble has been leading the Korean market with the launch of Raven in March and such support from titles like Monster Taming, Everyone's Marble, Seven Nights, and many others. Now, if you want to find out more about this, you can definitely check it out. It's going to get released on April 30th. Marvel Future Fight is going to be globally readily available in the App Store and Google Play. And if you want to find out more about this and read more about it, definitely check it out on our official website at DizRadio.com. 
Tom. Now pushing right along here in news, we do have a lot of different things on the news horizon and many other things coming up very soon, but let's go to Girl Meets World here and how about Girl Meets World? And you all remember when we had, you know, the wonderful mom of Maya on the show here when she stopped in and talked about it, but Mr. Feeney and Eric Matthews are to star in season two. Yes, William Daniels and Will Friedle, better known to Boy Meets World's fans as Mr. Feeney and Eric Matthews, will be making appearances in the second season of the Disney Channel's Girl Meets World. For Daniels, it will mark his first Girl Meets World appearance since the initial pilot of the series. Now, according to TV Line, Disney Channel's schedule shows that he will star in the season two premiere Girl Meets Gravity, which airs on Monday, May 11th, and Girl Meets Pluto will also feature cameos from Daniels, Ryder Strong, and and more that's airing on May 14th. Now, Entertainment Weekly has noted that Ferdell will play Eric again in Girl Meets Mr. Squirrels. That's a clear reference to his appearance on the Plays with Squirrels in an alternate future. And the Disney Channel is airing new episodes every day during the week of May 11th at 8.30 p.m. to kick off the new season of Girl Meets World. Now, Girl Meets World stars Rowan Blanchard, as we all know, as Riley, the daughter of Corey and Topanga, and Sabrina Carpenter stars as Riley's best friend, Maya. Now, I am excited that they're tying all these things together for us older parents, you know, who our kids really like it. They love Riley. They love Maya. But come on, we're all sitting there watching the show together. You know you guys are. You'd be lying if you didn't say your kids are already in bed and you flip on the Disney Channel and keep it on just because... It's a fantastic show, but now we are gearing up and they are set for season two. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I have a lot of other things on the horizon. There is a lot more news coming up, including some news about Star Wars Weekends directly from the Disney team of Star Wars Weekends, Pen Zero, Doc McStuffins, so many other things. But I'm going to release the reins to the D-team now because you have questions, he has answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions, and I want to know with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2 from our very own Caitlin, and we take that look back at what just happened this week in Disney history with Nathan. So before I release the reins to the D-team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com, and at DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% off your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points and staying at the best that Walt Disney World can offer, like the Polynesian, the Grand Floridian, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and so much more. So definitely check them out at DVC-Rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, I'm going to do it one more time. Ahoy, matey, get ready, as we're going to have Mr. Gibbs coming from Pirates of the Caribbean. Ah, I had to do it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, having, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, I'm a Pirates fan. But anyways, but anyways, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team, take it away, and I'll be back with more news hot off the D-wire as we gear up that much closer to hit the seven seas with Mr. Gibbs of Pirates of the Caribbean. Be right back, all VD heads. There she is! The Caribbean! All ashore who's going ashore! There might be treasure! Spain to Africa, we've seen a world beyond belief And we spied Australia's shore, sailed by Great Barrier Reef From India to Singapore, we fought for treasure coast to coast Now we're heading for the land we pirates love the most Daybreak, we will be there, you will not believe your eyes We'll speed ahead to pirates' paradise Welcome, welcome to the Caribbean Where water sparkles in ten shades of blue It's true Welcome, welcome to the Caribbean Enjoy the ocean breeze Sleep under swaying trees The pirates here do 
Island hop from Trinidad and Martinique Lady, it's all there for you, go find the pleasure you seek Do the native song and dance, explore the coves and hidden caves Find the treasure in the sand that's washed up by the waves Daybreak, we will be there, you will not believe your eyes We'll speed ahead to Pirate's Paradise Welcome, welcome to the Caribbean Where water sparkles in ten shades of blue, it's true Welcome, welcome to the Caribbean Enjoy the ocean breeze, sleep under swaying trees The pirates here do anything they please This is Mark Elliott, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. And now, our feature presentation. Hmm? Who's that? Oh, ahoy there. And what be you're doing in these parts? Hmm. Be it salty old pirates and treasure that ye be seeking, uh, you've dropped your hook in the right harbor. Now, have you all stout hearts, mateys? Yeah. Well then, come aboard and I'll be taking you far away from this sleepy bayou to the blue waters of the Caribbean, where they be plundering pirates and adventure and bewitched treasure that be now only to a few like meself uh, what gain a livelihood from the plunder of ships and seaports. Now stay close together now, me hearties, and keep a weather eye open, for they be squalls ahead, and Davy Jones' locker is waiting for those that don't obey. Dead men tell no tales. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Spring is sprung here in Arkansas, and it sure is pretty. Hope you're enjoying pretty spring weather wherever you are. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Randy T. of Wisconsin, and he writes... Aaron and Diz Radio, my question is about the Disney TV movie Beyond Witch Mountain. I saw a brief thing about it on YouTube. Can you tell me more about it? Was it part of the series? Did it fall in line with the two films? Was it ever a series? Well, Beyond Witch Mountain came out on February 20th, 1982. 
is the second sequel to the 1975 Disney film Escape to Witch Mountain. Although Eddie Albert returned to play Jason O'Day from the original 1975 movie, the parts of Tony and Tia were recast with actors comparable in age to Ike, Eisenman, and Kim Richards when they first played the parts. The parts of Aristotle Bolt, Lucas Duranian, and Uncle Benet were also recast. It was originally intended to be the pilot for a television series, but no networks thought that viewers would take the show seriously, and so a second episode was never made. The film also contradicts the 1978 sequel Return from Witch Mountain because in that film, Tia and Tony are of teenage years, because Uncle Benet is still alive, and because in both of the original movies, Tony had to answer Tia verbally. He did not have the power to talk through his mind. In Beyond Witch Mountain, Tia and Tony are around the same age from the first movie. Uncle Benet dies early in the film, and as previously mentioned, Tony can talk to Tia mentally. The entire movie is available to watch on YouTube. Our next question is from Joanna Newfeld of Tampa, Florida, and she writes, Disney On Demand, I have a question for you that involves the parks. I want to know about Epcot and Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. How long did it run? Is there a soundtrack for it anywhere? Did the boy go on to do anything else after the films and attraction? When did it close down at Epcot? Thank you for the insight. Well, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience opened at Epcot on October 21st, 1994, and closed May 9, 2010. Ironically, it replaced and was replaced by Captain EO. Robert Oliveri played Nick Zielinski. He was nominated for a Young Artist Award and Saturn Award. He reprised his role in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. He also portrayed Kevin, Winona Ryder's little brother, and Tim Burton's Edward Scissorhands. Oliveri quit acting after Honey, I Shrunk the Audience and graduated from the School of the Holy Child in Old Westbury, New York in 1996. He became a freshman that year at Oglethorpe University in Atlanta, Georgia. He currently lives in Florida with his wife and family. The original score from the film was done by Bruce Broughton, but I couldn't find a soundtrack for it. I always felt the attraction at Epcot got a bad rap. I always kind of liked it. Well, our final question is from Alexandra. And she writes, Dear Aaron and I want to know, love the segment. It's one of my favorites of the podcast. There is a D Disney wonderful world of Disney I can't find anywhere. It was where Tom Sawyer and Huck came back as adults. This is all I have to go off of. Sorry. Is it on DVD? And what is it really called? Thank you. And I wish I had more to go off of. Well, I think the movie that you're referring to is called Back to Hannibal, The Return of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. It first aired on the Disney Channel on October 21st, 1990. This is the continuing story of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, and in this story, their old friend Jim Watson, a former slave, came across the lifeless body of Lyle Newman. When some of the townsfolk come across him, they assume that Jim killed Lyle, which he didn't. So Jim runs off and goes to Huckleberry Finn, who is now a reporter, and asks for his help, who in turn seeks out Tom Sawyer, who is now a lawyer, to defend him. 
So they return to their hometown of Hannibal for Jim's trial, and they're not warmly greeted. It seems that Lyle was well respected and their old friend Becky Thatcher's husband. Well, this movie was released on DVD and it's available for purchase on Amazon. I hope this is a movie, but feel free to let me know by emailing me if you were thinking about a different movie. Thanks. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. And their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that piece of survivors from another galaxy forced to leave their world and settle here on Earth. The beings there possess powers as yet unknown to men of our planet. They have the ability to levitate matter. To communicate with Earth's creatures. And to see into the future. Their only comrade on Earth, Jason O'Day. This is the saga of two members who have chosen to leave the colony in search of other survivors. They are compelled to venture beyond which mountain. in Tennessee, green estate in the land of the free, raised in the woods so he knew every tree, he killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier, fought single-handed through the engine war. Till the creeks was whipped and the peace was in store And while he was a-handlin' this risky chore Made himself a legend forevermore Davy, Davy Crockett The man who don't know fear When he lost his love, his grief was gall In his heart, he wanted to leave it all and lose himself in the forest tall, but he answered instead his country's call. Davy, Davy Crockett, the choice of the whole frontier. He went off to Congress and served a spell, fixing up the government and laws as well. Washington, so I'm here to tell, and patched up a crack in the Liberty Bell. Davy, Davy Crockett, seeing his duty clear. When he came home, his politic and done, why the big western march had just begun. So he packed his gear and his trusty gun. And lit out a grinning to follow the sun. Davy, Davy Crockett, leading the pioneer. His land is the biggest, his land is the best, 
From grassy plains to the mountain crest He's ahead of us all and meeting the test And following his legend right into the west Davy, Davy Crockett The king of the wild frontier Davy, Davy Crockett King of the wild frontier. You don't know what this is, do you? Aztec gold. The heathen gods placed upon the gold a terrible curse. Ten years we search. Every last piece we have found, save for this. Hello, Bobby. They've taken Elizabeth. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. We must save her. Where do we start? Jack Sparrow. He talked about the Black Pearl. Make a deal with him. He can lead us to it. You forget your place. You are a blacksmith. If you spring me from this cell, I shall take you to the Black Pearl and your bonnie lass. You're a pirate. Forgot one very important thing, mate. I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. Not sure I deserve it. You're not facing normal pirates. <laughs> Cruel, demented, vicious pirates, to be certain. Say goodbye! Goodbye. But cruel, demented, vicious pirates who cannot be killed. The moonlight shows us for what we really are. That's interesting. We are cursed men. I hardly believe in ghost stories anymore. You better start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Can't you all remember Captain Jack Sparrow? Kill him. You like pain? Try wearing a corset. Here they come. of the Caribbean, the curse of the Black Pearl. I may have deserved that. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. The Boathouse Eatery at Downtown Disney is finally officially open. Featuring waterfront dining, live music, and a menu of steak, fresh seafood, a raw bar, and much more, you won't want to miss this dining experience. Plus, we hear they're famous for their desserts, like the S'more Baked Alaska. Not only does the food sound delicious, you can also see some rare watercrafts from the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and maybe even take a 1960s Amphicar for a spin. If you're going to splurge on a meal during your next trip, this seems like the perfect place to do it. Speaking of dining options, Disney Parks have recently rolled out new allergy-friendly menus at many quick service and table service locations. 
The menus have specific allergen content for each item on the standard menu and focus on the most typical, gluten and wheat, milk, peanut, tree nut, and fish. This new menu doesn't mean that you can't still talk directly to the chef and cast members. Speaking with them is still encouraged, but this just adds to the ease of deciding what you'd like to enjoy during your meal. And last but definitely not least, this summer there's a bunch of fun coming to Typhoon Lagoon, a new dance party inspired by the upcoming Disney Channel original movie Teen Beach 2 will be making itself at home at the water park from May 22nd through July 5th. Bikers and surfers will be on hand to dance and play water games with guests, and a DJ will play fun retro remixes throughout. Can you say coolest summer ever? We can't wait. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly. Can I talk like a pirate? <laughs> Watch this, matey. <coughs> can you talk like a pirate, says you, says I. I can. I've been talking this way since me birthday began. You can talk like a pirate. Come on and give it a try. Avast ahoy, aye, aye. I call my pals mateys Call them golden coins The bloonies if you please Call the deck of the ship The timber under me toes Livey now we go Livey now we go Ha 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 Yo-ho and buccaneers away Saying what I got to say But in a pirate way Yo-ho Shiver up me timbers and me bones I talk like a pirate like a pirate wherever I go Fill me boots with barnacles Blow me down for a squid Jumping jellyfish made to pirate's life I live Strike me colours if I don't talk in a piratey way Anchors away! Anchors away! Yo-ho! Scallywags and buccaneers away Saying what I got to say, but in a pirate way. Yeah! Shiver up me timbers and me bones. I talk like a pirate. Yeah! I talk like a pirate wherever I go. Yeah! and buccaneers away. Saying what I got to say, but in a pirate way. Yeah! Shiver up me timbers and me bones. I talk like a pirate. Hi everybody, this is Derek Meers. You may have known me from such films as Predators, Friday the 13th, and Pirates of the Caribbean. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hi again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. Branching off that, let's begin. 
Starting out this week in Disney history, we begin in 1910 when Samuel Langhorne Clemens, better known by his pen name, Mark Twain, passes away in Connecticut at age 74. In 1914, Disney legend Betty Lou Gerson, the narrator of Disney's 1950 classic Cinderella and the voice of Cruella DeVille in the 61, 101 Dalmatians, is born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Moving on to 1920, cartoonist and animator Bob Moore is born in Los Angeles, California. In 1937, actor George Takei, the voice of the first ancestor in Disney's Mulan and Mulan 2, is born in Los Angeles, California. In 1946, actor-singer Tim Curry, the voice of Sir, which was the simulated intelligence robotics for Walt Disney World's now-extinct alien encounter attraction, is born in Cheshire, England. In 1959, actor Clint Howard, the voice of Rue in Disney's 68 classic Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day, is born in Burbank, California. In 1961, here's some news that I know can hit home for anybody excited to be debt-free. Disney's loan from the Bank of America has finally paid off. Revenue from the movies can now go directly into the Walt Disney Productions lineup. In 1965, the World's Fair in New York City opens for the second and final season. The fair includes Disney-created attractions for Ford, General Electric, Pepsi-Cola, and the state of Illinois. In 1970, the very first Earth Day took place. And also in 1970, actor Jason Lee, who was the voice of Buddy Pine and Syndrome in the 2004 Disney Pixar animated feature, The Incredibles, is born in Huntington Beach, California. In 1986, in Florida, a groundbreaking ceremony took place for Walt Disney World's Grand Floridian Beach Resort and will open in June of 1998, sorry, 1988, two years later. In 1987, animator Milt Call, one of Walt's nine old men, passes away in Mill Valley, California, of pneumonia. In 1995, the Empress Lily, an authentic recreation of an 1800s paddle wheelboat, offering the first character breakfast dining options at Walt Disney World, closed in Pleasure Island, Florida. Named after Walt Disney's wife Lillian, it'll reopen later on as Fulton's Crab House in 1996. In 1996, original Mouseketeer Annette Funicello and 60s teen idol Frankie Avalon made a special appearance together in an afternoon parade at Disneyland. And also in 1996, Pamela Linden, also known as P.L. Travers, the creator of Mary Poppins, passes away at the age of 96 in London, England. In 1998, Disney World's $800 million, 500-acre Animal Kingdom finally opened in Florida with five attractions, nine exhibits, a partridge in a pear tree, 12 live entertainment shows, 11 merchandise locations, and 8 food locations. And if you were paying attention, I was kidding about the partridge in a pear tree. One year later, in 1999, Sounds Dangerous with Drew Carey, an audio attraction starring comedian Drew Carey himself, debuted at the ABC Sound Studio in Disney MGM Studios. In 2003, Walt Disney Records released the soundtrack to the Lizzie McGuire movie. In 2004, Disney's 2003 live-action film The Haunted Mansion is released on DVD and VHS. And also in 2004, Disney's 45-minute film Sacred Planet, narrated by actor Robert Redford, is released. In 2005, Oscar-winning actor and Disney legend John Mills, who portrayed Father Robinson in Disney's 60 live-action film Swiss Family Robinson, passes away in England at the age of 97. You may also recognize John Mills as the father of actresses Haley and Juliet Mills. In 2009, Imagineering legend Marty Sklar announced in a letter to all Imagineers that he will say goodbye to Walt Disney Imagineering 
on July 17th of that year. In 2010, Pixar Animation Studios opens a new studio in the downtown area of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and it will be named the Glenn McQueen Pixar Animation Center after Canadian-born Pixar animator Glenn McQueen, who passed away in 2002. In 2013, Disney World rolls out its new Monsters University monorail. Disney Pixar's prequel to the 2001 Monsters, Inc. debuted in theaters June 21st. And we close out this week in Disney history, D-Heads, with a recent one in 2015. Although, it was technically released last week, since we are in the current week for Earth Day, this week Disney Nature's newest documentary, Monkey Kingdom, is released. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new that maybe you didn't know. Have a great week, and see you real soon. What is it that has Jack spooked? How much do you know about Davy Jones? You owe me your soul. And it's time to pay up. <laughs> if there was anything could be done. Well, there is a chest. The dead man's chest. To find it, you must sail to the end of the earth and beyond. We have our heading. You know, these clothes do not flatter you at all. It should be a dress or nothing. I happen to have no dress in my cabin. We're looking for this. The chest of Davy Jones. What is in the chest? to do the right thing. I love those moments. I like to wave at them as they pass by. It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, so I'm back once again, and I hope you enjoyed so many different things on the horizon. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the D-Team of Aaron, Nathan, and Caitlin, all for stopping in here with your signature segments, adding that ounce of fun and just magic here at the show. And remember, you can connect up with the D-Team on our Facebook discussion group, the D-Wire Live Discussion Group on Facebook at Facebook.com. Just go to Groups and look up Diz Radio Disney, and you can jump right into the discussion right there. And remember, you can always shoot them emails directly at DizRadio.com. So all of you D-Heads, 
Reds. We're hitting the seven seas. We have so many different things on the horizon. We have Mr. Gibbs live from the set of Pirates of the Caribbean 5 stopping in here very shortly. Yes, Kevin McNally. So I'm going to jump into more news hot off the D-wire, and let's just jump right back into it. And how about some stuff from Disney XD? Yes, all of you parents, you know your boys and active girls love Disney XD. And how about Pen Zero? part-time hero getting a second season pickup. That's right, Disney XD has now ordered a second season of the Disney television animation Pen Zero Part-Time Hero. Now, creative and executive produced by Jared Bush, who also does All of Us, and Zootopia, and Sam Levine, who did Tarzan and Bolt, the animated comedy adventure about an ordinary boy who inherits extraordinary job of a part-time hero, premiered as a simulcast on Disney XD and Disney Channel in February and continues to gain strong traction among its core audience of kids ages 2 to 11 and their families. Now many people behind this have realized that it is a fun, action-packed show. It has a lot of humor. It has great stars behind it like Tom and Middlech from Silicon Valley as Penn, along with Adam Devine who is from Pitch Perfect 2 and many others. Now this is a fantastic show and now it's getting picked up for its second season. And if you haven't had a chance to check it out, definitely tune in on Disney XD. You will not be disappointed. It's quirky, it's fun, and it's definitely a different fun show. Now, since we are talking about Disney shows, let's go to Disney Junior and one that all of us love. Recently, we talked with Robbie Rist. We've also had Laura Jill Miller here on the show. Now, if both those names and special guests ring a bell to you, that's because you know them from Doc McStuffins. Yes, and Disney Junior's Doc McStuffins has won the Peabody Award for excellence. Yes, Disney Junior's Doc McStuffins has won the Peabody Award in the children youth category. This prestigious award recognizes outstanding storytelling in electronic media, and the acclaimed animated series for kids ages 2 to 7 was recognized for its disarming, inspiring, and storytelling, as well as depicting a young girl who aspires to be a doctor like her mother and runs a clinic for stuffed animals and toys in her backyard. Now, the 2015 Peabody Ceremony will take place on May 31st. Now, the series premiered on March of 2012 to record ratings, and shortly after, a group of female African-American physicians were inspired to begin a movement that they coined We Are Doc McStuffins. Seeing a reflection of themselves in Doc, the group grew to form Artemis Medical Society, which now boasts a membership of over 47 700 women physicians of color from around the world. Now, Doc McStuffins was recently awarded the NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Children's Programming and is currently nominated for NAMIC, which is the National Association for Multi-Ethnicity in Communications and Emmy Awards. Now, extensions of the hit series have come across many different things from Doc McStuffins storybook titles, as well as Disney publishing, great apps, a toy line, and more. And Doc McStuffins is also a prominent part of the popular Disney Junior live on-stage attraction at the Disney California Adventure at the Disneyland Resort and Disney's Hollywood Studios at the Walt Disney World Resort. Now also beginning this May, Disney Hollywood Studios will have Doc McStuffins begin a daily appearance in a setting inspired by her Playhouse Clinic. Now this is fantastic news, it continues to rise up, and Doc McStuffins is truly an educational and inspiring show. Now pushing along here, let's get back into some movies, and how about at CinemaCon 2015, Disney has now touted Marvel, Pixar, and Luke film titles all coming out. Yes, after everybody's parade of celebrities at Paramount and Warner Brothers CinemaCon presentations, the Walt Disney Company kept the focus on the product with Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm that they said that they are talking about for years to come. Now, during this panel, they went through and talked about Avengers, the Age of Ultron, Ant-Man with Paul Rudd just taking on that character as well. And after a year without a Pixar movie, the last time that happened was 2005. The animation studio is releasing two titles this year, Inside Out, which opens on June 19th, followed by The Good Dinosaur, 
coming in November. Now Disney didn't have any imagery or footage to share about The Good Dinosaur, but it screened inside out in full on Dolby Vision system in the Coliseum for everybody that was present. Now they also went on to talk about many other films that they are going to have, including Tomorrowland, which I hope is going to be fantastic, Star Wars Episode 7 with The Force Awakens, as well as Age of Ultron. So they kept the focus on themselves, and this is going to be the year of Disney when it comes to films, let me tell you. So many different films in the works, and I myself, come on, I'd be lying. I, I, I am excited for Tomorrowland, I am, but... Come on, The Force Awakens, you have me there. Now, since we are talking about Star Wars here, let's move on to one more thing here. And let's talk about Star Wars Weekends. Now, there is some information about Star Wars Weekends that was released during the Star Wars Celebration event that drew over 88 million views in over 24 hours streaming live. Isn't that crazy? That is just numbers off the charts. Now, I, I could talk about Star Wars Weekends, but I'm not going to do that. So instead, I'm going to interject here with a little bit from the Star Wars Celebration from the Disney team behind Star Wars Weekends. So take it away, and I'll be back in just a couple we minutes. We are at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, which is very exciting. And I am here with people from another Star Wars event. You work at the Walt Disney World Resort. Can you tell me a little bit about yourselves and Star Wars Weekends? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. Thanks for coming. Um, Nick and I are actually from Florida, Walt Disney World Resort, as you mentioned. And I am on the marketing team for Star Wars Weekends, and Nick here is on our special events team. And we're just so excited to share some things about the event with you. Cool. Now, for people that don't know what Star Wars Weekends is... Can you Because it's more than one weekend. It is. It's five whole weekends. Five weekends of what? It's a celebration, really, of the entire galaxy. So we celebrate <laughs> all six films. Yeah. Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars The Clone Wars, really all things. Fans come up from all across the country to really come together. In Walt Disney World. Yeah, it's at Disney's Hollywood Studios, actually. Awesome. One of our theme parks. We have characters throughout the park. Yeah. Star Wars celebrities meet and greets, all those fun stuff. I've never had the chance to go. I know what it is very yeah. intimately. Is that where I see all of those YouTube videos of Darth Vader dancing and Stormtroopers dancing and the Jedi training with the little kids? That's all Star Wars Weekends, right? Uh, in the yeah. past, yeah. We have done that in the past, but now we awesome. really focus. We have a brand new spectacular called Symphony in the Stars. Okay. We're the only place that actually has Star Wars fireworks. So like an explosions the, with like Star Wars characters? Pretty much, yeah. That's so music. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And John Williams music? You know yeah. it. I, that's so cool. It's I love awesome. John Williams. He's the man. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's the only place you can see it. And we have over 60 characters. Jeez. Yeah. So it's kind of like this, but just not in an expo hall in, in Disney World. Right. Yeah, that's a yeah. great way to put it. That's We've been telling awesome. people all weekend that Star Wars weekends, it's the same exciting environment, but it's in a great theme park. So a lot of fun. There's actual theme park attractions and rides there. We have Star lots, Tours, lots of, too. Yeah, yeah, we have Star the Tours. new Star Tours the new, yes. with the 60-something yep. endings. Yeah, there yeah. was one day I did all of them. No way. I did. I swear. Really? Yeah. I didn't do, all, like, 60, but I, I went on it over and over and over and over and over, and I had a little, like, a spreadsheet to see all of the beginnings, all of the middles, all of the ends, because wow. it's randomly generated, right? Yep. Did yeah. you know at Star Wars Weekends, sometimes you can ride Star Tours with your favorite character? No. Yes. yes. Yeah, the Stormtroopers, the Jawas sometimes will They get on, on the board. ride with you? Sometimes, you know, yeah, if you're lucky. You are looking for the Rebel Spy. Yeah. I've never been the Rebel Spy. I want to be the Rebel Spy really badly. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. It yeah. Star Wars Weekends is awesome. Another great thing is we have tons of exclusive Disney Parks merchandise, yep. food and beverage that you can't get anywhere else. Right, right. Just at Disney. Yeah, Star Wars food? 
Yes. yes. Cool. We even have a Darth Vader cupcake. It's Jillian's favorite. Yes, That's it's awesome. amazing. Dark chocolate peanut butter. Yeah. We have a Yoda cupcake. <laughs> it's pretty fun. So, so Star Wars and Lucasfilm's relationship with Disney goes basically all the way back to the beginning. It goes way, way back. And there's been Star Wars Disney collaboration for how long is how long has weekends been running? It's actually we celebrated our fifteenth year in twenty fourteen, so we're going into sixteen. Right. So sixteen years of Star Wars at Disney World. Yeah. And it was only two years ago that Disney and Star Wars joined forces. Yep. Pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So what's your favorite part about working there? Uh, Star Wars Weekends, the favorite part for me is the Legends of the Force motorcade. We have a a celebrity motorcade with all of our visiting celebrities, characters, and even young Padawans. We choose 50 kids every day to be part of it. Can't beat it. Have you announced the celebrity guests for this year yet? Yeah, we have. So we can give you some headliners for the first weekend, which is weekend of May 15th. Drum roll. We are very, very excited that for the first time ever, we will have Ian McDermott, also known as the Emperor. Oh, he's so good. Did you you see his Shakespearean Star Wars stuff? Gosh, it was amazing. <laughs> so amazing. Yes. So we're so excited about that. And then who else do we have? Weekend five, you're not going to believe it. The legendary Frank Oz. I don't believe it. I believe it. Mark <laughs> your calendar. Weekend but five. That's awesome. It's yeah. amazing because, I mean, Frank is not only a beloved. You know, person in the Star Wars galaxy, yeah. but he's voiced so many of the Muppets. He's also he's a director yeah. too. Like he, he, he does a lot of stuff. He absolutely, he, he directed is. Bowfinger, which is one of my favorite. I did comedies. not know that. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. So we're very excited about those two, and then of course we have some returning favorites like yeah, Peter, Peter Mayhew. Mayhew. Yep. Yep. He's always great. And then Ray Park, um, yeah. he actually is great because he comes in, he does a special show at Star Wars Weekends called Visit to the Mall, and it's a great chance for... Visit to the Mall. Yeah, it's a great chance for <laughs> our to the mall. <laughs> young kids to come learn um, some of the finer points in martial arts, so it's why, a lot of fun. Why just younger kids? I want to learn martial arts from you, Ray Park. I mean, you can, too. Okay. Yeah, it's for kids only, but... All right. But well, thanks, guys, so much for... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for stopping by, and the coverage continues here at Star Wars celebration live powered by Verizon on StarWars.com. May the force be with you. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that because I love hearing from the people that make all that happen and Star Wars Weekends. I am stoked. I am just super excited and, you know, maybe one of these days I'll get Darth Maul himself, Ray Park, here on the show. You never know, right? I mean, that would be fun. I mean, as much as I'd love to get Mark Hamill and other people, they're pretty busy with their own press junkets, not our own little show. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed that. A lot of fun things. Maybe I'll see you all at Star Wars Weekends at some point this summer. So, with that said, we have more from the D-Team coming up. We have Jason digging deep with another Blu-ray and DVD to add to your collection in the vault. We also have Paige back with a magical music review. And let's not forget, our ahoy matey. Take what you can. Yes, Kevin McNally, Mr. Gibbs from Pirates of the Caribbean is going to be stopping here live on the set from Pirates of the Caribbean 5 that is currently filming down in Australia. So all of you D-Eds, I'm going to release the reins to the D-Team. I'll be back shortly, and when I am, I'm going to have a pirate, a man of all sorts, here on the show. Be right back, all of you D-Heads, and I'm gearing up to walk the plank, sail the seven seas, and uh, maybe roll around in the mud with some pigs with Mr. Gibbs. Be right back, D-Heads. The boy who won't enjoy a working for Captain Hook. The world's most famous crook. The crook, trickety, crockety, trickety, crook, the crock is after Captain.
A special offer for today, I'll tell you what I'll do. All those who sign without delay will get a free tattoo. Why, it's like money in the bank. Come on, join up and I'll be frank. Unless you do, you'll walk the plank. The choice is up to you. The choice is up to you. Yo-ho, 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 yo-ho. You'll love the life of a thief. You'll relish the life of a crook. The barrels of fun for everyone. And you get treasures by the ton. So come and sign the book. Join up with Their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. You will not be disappointed. Is that it? The Black Pearl? It's not very big. Love, that is a dinghy. My vessel is magnificent and fierce and huge ish and gone. Why is it gone? Is that it there? Yes, there it is. Why is it there? It's much larger up close. Jack, you promised to take us for a ride. Why was to be given the first ride? What? <laughs> you? <laughs> Mr. Gibbs, any particular reason why my ship is gone? The ship? We're on the ship. Jack! The ship's gone! Really? Ladies, will you please shut it? Listen to me. Yes, I lied to you. No, I don't love you. Of course it makes you look fat. I've never been to Brussels. It is pronounced egregious. By the way, no. I've never actually met Pizarro, but I love his pies. And all of this pales to utter insignificance in light of the fact that my ship is once again gone. Savvy? Take what you can. Give nothing back. Tell me, ladies, what do you know of sea turtles? Lights, camera. Action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest! Alright all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, one of those are ones that you see all over the film and pretty much in your entire life. Somebody that's been part of many franchises and ways that uh, pretty much have taken you back to the days of the pirates. And with us here this week, you've seen shows like Turn, but you also know him as Mr. Gibbs from the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. We have none other than Mr. McNally here with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hi, how are you? It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, somebody of your resume, your films, your television, your past. I guess before we jump into all those things, I guess one of the things I like to ask everybody is, what got you started in acting in this career? Well, um, really, I was uh, I started at school, really, and I remember very well that um, I was in a maths class one day, and I was... Not very good at maths. I was looking out of the window, not paying attention as usual. 
And uh, the teacher wrote a line up on the blackboard, and uh, she then rubbed it out. I thought it was a very strange thing for her to do. And she said, does anybody know what line I just wrote uh, up, on the, um, up on the blackboard there? And I said, I quoted the line, which I still remember was, my sunbeams are dancing in the meadow below where uh, daisies and tulips and buttercups grow. And she said, great, you've got the lead in the school play. So uh, I, I sort of think I, I was I got into acting as a reward for lack of attention and application. Well, you know, and it's been very successful for, for, with you for so many different things you've been part of now, like CSI, Last Man Standing, Supernatural, uh, Downton Abbey, so many different roles. And, you know, do you remember that one significant role that you first landed that you realized this is it? This is something that uh, is my calling. Um, yeah, I mean, very early on, I uh, I did a TV show in England uh, called Poldark, uh, which was a, a, a similar sort of period piece, and I played a, a, a young character that was very popular, and, uh, you know, it led to other things, and people would recognize me in the street, and I thought, well, maybe I can actually make a go of this, and that was nearly 40 years ago, so... Uh, it seems to have panned out quite well since then. You know, moving forward with many of the Disney fans, of course, they're going to want me to bring this up. But, of course, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and, you know, playing Mr. Gibbs on there, which is Johnny Depp's and Captain Jack Sparrow's right-hand man. Um, with landing that initial role, did you realize how big and how popular this franchise would ultimately be in cinema history? No, absolutely not. I, I You know, I'm old enough to remember that the last pirate films before Pirates of the Caribbean was made were in the 50s. They were starring old stars like Pyra, Tyrone Power and um, Errol Flynn. And, and I frankly was dubious that such, a, uh, such an enterprise would be successful. But I guess once I learned that people like Johnny Depp and, uh, and Jeffrey Rush and uh, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, for heaven's sake, I thought, well, maybe this is... It's something, it's something that could, could really live for a while. But I think even thinking that, I didn't possibly think that 13 years later I would be here making number five, no. <laughs> well, you know, and with that, landing those roles and coming on the set, like you said, you know, uh, pirate movies have uh, kind of seen their day at that time, and then Pirates of the Caribbean refreshed the entire franchise. Was there any specific way that you tackled the role coming into it, uh, you know, being a fan of pirate films from the past? Yes, absolutely. I um, I, I was a, a very great fan of a, of a comedian in England called Tony Hancock, and one of one of his acts was he used to impersonate a very great English actor called Robert Newton, who famously played Long John Silver in the film of Treasure Island from about 1948. And I always loved that you know really salty, rich performance. So I thought I would uh, try to um, reinvigorate that myself. So I, I sort of based what I did on a comedian doing an impression of an actor being a pirate. Well, in doing many of these different things and doing this kind of impression, um, do you feel that you and you know Johnny Depp, you guys have that chemistry kind of on screen, and do you have that same kind of chemistry you know, while you're shooting these scenes? Yes. Uh, Johnny is an extremely easy man to work with, and, and it, it did seem right from the start that we had this sort of love-hate relationship on screen, which seems to work quite well. You know, he relies upon me as a character greatly, but he, he seems to have absolutely no respect for me or my feelings. And I, I, think that's what, I think that's what the audiences really like about it. It's got a lot of banter in it, and it's not soppy, and it's, uh, 
it's it's always really worked from the first scene we did together. So I'm very happy to keep doing that as long as he wants to. Well, you know, and with the films, you know, like you said, who would have thought all these years later that the films would continue to keep going on? Now, with The Curse of the Black Pearl being so huge and then moving on to the second one as it premiered in Disneyland, um, since then, have you had a chance to ride the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction and see how they've changed it and augmented it to, you know, reflect the films now? Um. It's a funny thing, not being American, I was sort of unaware of the ride. Uh, you know, a lot of people of my generation in America, they, they love the ride. I'd never been to it. At least so I thought. When I turned up on the set, I, I was with my daughter and I said, a lot of this seems really familiar to me. Why is that? And she said, Dad, don't you remember? She'd been sick a couple of years before and I'd taken her to Disneyland Paris. And she said, you took me on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride three times. And suddenly I remembered this ride and where it had come from. Um, and and I, I love the little bits in the films that reflect little moments in the in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, you know, the, the man being dunked. Um, and there's even a character there with the pigs, as I was discovered in the first film. So, And it's really nice, of course, what they've done to the ride now, incorporating characters uh, from the movies. Well, you know, and looking at all the movies and, you know, playing Gibbs, is there ever one movie that you look back that is your one favorite uh, that was absolutely the best to work on to date? Well, obviously the first one because it was such a surprise, but I, I very much enjoyed the second one because um, of its uh, the, the writers had really got hold and found out who Gibbs was. So I felt he was particularly well drawn in that film. Although the third film I uh, loved because of the sheer size of it. I mean, I don't think you'd ever be in a bigger film than that. And then again, if you were to ask me my absolute favorite scene, I think to get to walk into the sunset with Captain Jack Sparrow at the end of four, it was probably one of the nicest days filming I've ever had and also one of the best scenes I've ever been in. Now, with that, too, do you ever get uh, recognized as Gibbs out and about in public? Do people just recognize you instantly? Um, as soon as people recognize me, I realize it's time for me to have a shave. That's, that's the major <laughs> thing. Um, because, in fact, in all of the films, I've always grown the, the mutton chops. Um, so what happens is I'm, I'm sort of uh, quite uh, uh, left alone by the public. And at the moment I start shooting the film, young children point at me in the streets and shout pirates at me. <laughs> now, aside from Pirates 2, you know, it really seems that you really like working, you know, in period pieces, you know, with Downton Abbey and, of course, with Turn, Washington's Spies. Um, do you really enjoy doing peri period pieces, you know, as an actor? Um, do you know, I think that's got something to do with being English. You know, um, we, we tend, to, because of our classical training, we tend to be asked to do the... Uh, uh, the more period stuff, although I have uh, the, the, the program I mentioned earlier, Poldock, that was my first sort of big hit in England, that was set in the 18th century. I really enjoy it. I think the costumes are great. I think people enjoy being taken back to another time. Um, I do think after having just finished Turn and now shooting um, 
at Pirates 5, I really would like to get a, you know, a nice smart suit on and start bossing people about in offices and something contemporary. So maybe I'll get a chance to do that now. Well, you know, and with that, like you said, you know, it, it might be something, you know, with where you're from, but of course, you know, getting something that would be a little more, uh, I guess, comedic or maybe something a little more drama based. But, you know, you definitely have had your acting chops all over the block because you've even done voice work in the past with Assassin's Creed 3 and whatnot. Um, do you like doing voice acting as well? Yes, uh, I, I do. I don't get a chance to do it much, but I really enjoy it. But g- going back to your original question there, um, I, I must say I do, uh, over the years, I have really, really enjoyed the, the comic roles. I find them very uh, satisfying. I suppose it comes from starting out in the theater and enjoying the sound of, of laughter. But I, 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 I'm not that comfortable when I've got a role of, of, of something that's purely dramatic. Um, I, li- I like to try to get a bit of comedy in there. And, of course, Pirates gives me ample opportunity for that. Well, you know, and coming back with Pirates, too, you know, like you said, you know, you're currently filming the latest installment. And, you know, aside from Johnny Depp, you are one of the only people that have been involved with every single film. How does it feel knowing that your character is such a vital role that's been in every single Pirates film? Well, it, it makes me feel very proud and honored. I, I, I love the fact that Jeffrey and Johnny and I have, have come through this franchise with the only people who've been in every every movie and we you know we just feel like the old team really and you know it's a bit like when you go back to school after the summer break and uh it's like you never went away i mean i, I sort of feel that when we start the the movies um there's a great feeling of camaraderie and like a club now you know with that too i mean like you said it feels like a club just getting back into it um you know with that as a family um are there any fun things that ever happen off screen or on screen while filming that you know we may never see that are just one of those moments that will always cause you to laugh or bring a smile to your face you know, years to come? <laughs> There's one great moment when we started shooting the second one that um, <clears throat> we, were, we were shooting about 4 o'clock in the morning down in Redondo Beach, I think it was, and it was quite cold and they were throwing water over us and there was a big wind machine and uh, we got offered uh, wetsuits underneath our costume and uh, Johnny said to me, he said, no, my advice, man, is, is don't get the wetsuit. You know, it makes you look heavier. You can't move as easily. So I said, thanks. That's really good advice. And um, about an hour later, when we got prepared, we went on the ship, and I, I just pulled my shirt aside to show him that I, I hadn't got the uh, wetsuit on. And he pulled his shirt aside, and there was a wetsuit. And he said, ha-ha, gotcha. <laughs> and I still laugh at that when I think about it. <laughs> Now, with these films, too, you know, before we branch off into something else, with these and being part of the entire pirate franchise, uh, you know, with that, are are these the kind of films where if they continue to make them, will you always be on board to keep jumping on as Gibbs? Well, I, I guess at some point in my life, I, I, I might I might be too old to be jumping around ships. <laughs> but, but the way I feel at the moment is as long as they make them and as long as there's a place for Mr. Gibbs, um, I'll go anywhere they want to make them. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't want to give them up, no. Now, you know, in stepping back aside from, you know, Pirates, you know, you've been very lucky in your career, too, to be part of such big uh, projects. You know, not just Pirates, but as I mentioned, you know, you've been on Downton Abbey, Assassin's Creed 3, Supernatural. I mean, these are, uh, you know, projects that have such great fan following. Um, you know, looking back at all these other projects, are some of them ones that really you have loved to date as well? 
Yes, you know, uh, <clears throat> very often an actor will work all his life and probably not be seen by more than about 20,000 people, you know. So to work on things like Pirates in particular, Downton Abbey as well, uh, Supernatural, which has a huge following, to to work on those and to really get get the feeling back from the audience about how much they adore these shows is a very lucky thing for for an actor to have. And I feel very lucky that I've been a part of a number of those franchises, and I, and I hope in future I'll be a part of um, of some new ones, when and get some younger audiences and people who maybe don't know me from these and 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 something else that will be an equally big hit. Well, you know, I'm sure that you know many of us and many of your fans out there are always going to recognize you in so many different things, and I'm sure that we'll be seeing you turning up. Now, you know, with uh, things on the horizon, of course, currently shooting pirates. Do you have anything else on the horizon? that you can let us in on that we might be able to see you in coming up uh, relatively soon? Um, not at the moment, because I've spent the last year, really, doing Turn, which opened on Monday, and um, th- then on to the film. The thing that I'm doing is something very, very different. I'm, I'm re- If you imagine, it was actually the guy I mentioned who used to do the impression of Robert Newton, the guy called Tony Hancock. I'm actually going back to England and... The, the BBC lost a lot of his radio shows, and they very kindly asked me, as a, as, a, as a great fan of his and an impersonator of him, to try to recreate those lost shows from 50 years ago. It would be a bit like, I suppose, in America being asked to recreate Sid Caesar, I guess. So I feel very honored to do that. It's very different. But um, it's going to be something I'm going to have a great deal of fun doing. Well, you know, and doing radio shows, too, that's a completely different direction to go, you know, creating that. Because it's a little bit of voice work, but also just as much acting. Am I correct? Yeah, very much so. And interestingly enough, it's such fun to do it. And the audience had such a good time. We're going to actually take the radio show on the road. And uh, we're going to tour it and, and give people all over England the feeling of what it was like to be watch a radio show in the 1950s. So very much a sort, you know, a, a real sort of feeling of going back in time. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a fun project to do. And no doubt by the end of it, I'll be keen to get in front of the camera again, but I'll be happy to do that for a few months. Well, you know, we know you're busy. We don't want to keep you too long, but I guess, you know, currently, like, uh, you know, like we've said before, you're currently right, uh, currently on set for the new Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Now, I know you can't give too much here, but, uh, you know, so we're not going to dive into any spoilers, but is there just as much fun on this new set and this new film as there's been before? Well, and you're quite right, and I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Uh, but I, I can say that this is going to be uh, bigger and better than any of them. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. I know I'm enjoying making it right now. Definitely. You know, well, it was our pleasure having you stop in. I mean, so many different things from from your career, like I said, you know, from every Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, to Turn and Supernatural, so many different things. You know, it was our pleasure having you stop in. Now, before we let you go, do you have any final words that you'd like to leave out there for all your fans who have just tuned in and love every aspect of your career i have two things to say to my fans one is always remember to keep to the code and the other is take what you can and give nothing back fantastic well it was our pleasure having you stop in and you know we're going to be looking on the horizon to see you in the next pirates and uh maybe hopefully maybe venture off and uh catch the radio show tour because that would be fantastic as well so thanks once again for stopping in and it was always a pleasure thank you it was my pleasure to talk What 
would you do? What would any of you be willing to do? Would you breathe the weird and haunted shores at world's end? To fetch back Witty Jack. Did no one come to save me just because they missed me? a time when a pirate was free to make his own way in the world. But our time is coming to an end. Why should I sail with any of you? Four of you have tried to kill me in the past. One of you succeeded. Our enemies have united and vowed to destroy us. You will fight and all of you will die. The pirate lords from the four corners of the earth welcome to Singapore must stand together. There's not been a gathering like this in our lifetime. And I owe them all money. It would never have worked out between us. Keep telling yourself that, darling. They know they face extinction. All that remains is where they make their final stand. <laughs> Will you marry me? I don't think now's the best time! You're mad! If I wasn't, this would probably never work.
My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Identification. EC82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome down here to the murky depths we call the vault. We have scoured away all of the sea monsters, squids, as well as mermaids, making our way down here for an enjoyable Blu-ray review that you can't miss. We have experienced many stars from the franchise known as Pirates of the Caribbean. Most of us D-heads know it first as, of course, the world-class attraction that it is. But Jerry Bruckheimer brought us a fascinating look into the realm of pirates that we probably didn't think of. And quite frankly, I don't know if we were sure we needed. But thankfully, he did bring us a great franchise that has now spurred into a fifth film coming soon, which I'm sure you're going to hear plenty of upstairs in the Disney On Demand studio. So I'm taking the opportunity not to look at the original trilogy, and I'm not including the movie that we're counting as a part of the original trilogy because I think it's, well, you'll get into my discussion as we go into this week's review of Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Now most of you are probably saying, why are you choosing the fourth film as opposed to going to the first or second? Well, one, I know that the original trilogy is something uh, to treasure, as we do the Star Wars trilogy and many other trilogies known in our pantheon of Disney movie collections. However, I like to look at the fourth film as more of an reboot, an apology, a start over, as you will, but by taking characters we know and love and moving them forward. The original, yes, one of my favorites out of the four, and hopefully uh, we will include the fifth in one of those. But once you remove all of the references from the attraction, from all parks, and start diving into the story in which is the heart of Captain Jack Sparrow, by the third film, well, you kind of lose that, and quite frankly, at times, we kind of lost Captain Jack. So by going on to On Stranger Tides, the fourth film, I think it is a great way to look at, let's take a look at ancient myths and legends of the sea, and combine them with characters and an attraction we know and love. And that's, to me, what makes On Stranger Tides work as a film. So, on to that film. The premise of the film sounds very easy. Captain Jack is hired by King George II to find the infamous Fountain of Youth. And who wouldn't want to go off on that adventure? Everything seems fine and dandy, until we discover there is a second choice by the king to find the fountain, and that is Barbosa, Jack's nemesis. But there's one piece to finding the Fountain of Youth, and that is the two silver chalices required to make the Fountain of Youth do that thing it does so well. That is when they, they, and I mean they as in Barbosa and Jack, must f team up to ask the help of Blackbeard the Pirate, the infamous Pirate of the Sea, and Angelica to find said pieces and make things right in this treasure hunt. Along the way, we will meet mermaids, zombies, a few fires here and there, and of course, the infamous Fountain of Youth. 
It is a great, quick, fast-paced, fun adventure, going from one part of the sea to the other, in discovering what is truly important to all of us: eternal youth or eternal love. And I think you see that throughout many of the aspects, be it the zombies, be it a mermaid, which are pretty vicious. No Ariel there. Johnny Depp delivers completely as his character of Captain Jack Sparrow. You cannot go wrong without the comic relief of Kevin McNally returning for his fourth installment as Gibbs, Jeffrey Rush as the evil yet always fun and ins inspiring or conspiring dependent as Captain Barbosa, and introducing Ian McShane as the most scurvy pirate of the Seven Seas Blackbeard. And let's not forget Penelope Cruz, introducing herself as a new character into the mythos of the Pirates franchise. Put them all together, you've got a great cast, a great story, and one that makes you think about Pirates, youth, and love. Not all three things you're going to think about when you're going into a movie. Now let's talk about this Blu-ray, because quite frankly, I can't say enough about the good qualities that there are. If you're looking for the beauty that you saw on the big screen coming to your home, well, fear not, this Blu-ray delivers. And 1080p, it is beautiful. And to be able to get what the cinematographers were looking for in the original intent of the film and bringing it home, Disney Blu-ray, you do not disappoint me at all. Audio quality, this is where I usually go, sorry guys, you failed me again. But fear not, they were on top of this. They took the compass and steered it straight north because it is mastered in 7.1 audio and mastered beautifully. If you want to hear a ship cannon behind you but the, the lap of the sea in front of you, my goodness, you have got it all. Are you getting some extra features here on this Blu-ray? Well, depending upon which one you receive. There are two versions to this film, depending upon how you want to spend your money. There is a 3D release of this, and if you don't have a 3D television, don't spend your money on just to have it in case you end up getting one. I would say stay, save your money, get the regular 2D disc release, and you'll be just fine, because you're going to be receiving some great extra features. Along with the film, you will be receiving Disney Second Screen. If you haven't played around with this, do so. It's actually kind of fun, but I would suggest doing this on your second viewing. First viewings are always difficult because you're too busy looking at the goodies on your iPad or your laptop instead of enjoying the film itself. And that's what Disney Second Screen does. It gives you downloadable content and some interesting tidbits that are on the screen and behind the scenes of what's going on on, the, on your main screen concurrently. There's a great audio commentary with executive producer John DeLuca and executive director Rob Marshall. So if you'd like hearing about what's going on, the effects that are uh, intended, and everything that's about the film, the audio commentary is a great one. So there's a third watch. There's plenty to do here. One of my favorites, of course, is the Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it's basically a commercial for the video game. If you haven't played any of the LEGO games, my goodness, pop that in your whatever video game console you have and enjoy it. I would suggest doing it on a, a larger console than a, a handheld console. 
I ended up getting the Pirates uh, for the 3DS, and I discovered that I didn't get... I solved it, that's not the problem. It's just I discovered that when you get it in the larger console, you get a lot more content, and you can't see the Lego rendition of the attraction on the 3D screen, which really is upsetting because I really was looking forward to that. And of course, in HD, the bloopers of the Caribbean, all of the great outtakes. It's about three minutes, but you will not stop laughing at what goes on amongst the cast and crew. So, do I suggest getting Pirates of the Caribbean on, on Strange Tides? Find your means to watch it. It's going to be a great weekend movie. Hey, you may be trapped inside during a storm, and why not put a Blu-ray in? Or maybe it's your traditional Sunday night movie. Disney always did it. Why not continue that tradition on? We still do it at our house. Well, we've kind of stopped a little bit. We're still waiting to go forward, but that's not going to stop us from watching any great films that come our way Disney side. So, pop this Blu-ray in, enjoy it. You will not be disappointed. That's Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Looking forward to seeing the fifth installment coming soon to a theater near you. Well, the popcorn's empty and the curtain's coming down, it can only mean one thing, that it's time to say goodbye to you and all my company. But that doesn't mean times here are over. We'll be back next week with another Blu-ray or DVD to pop in and discuss for your viewing pleasure. So until then, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always a walk of the plank away and always deep inside you. Hello, boys and girls, or whatever. My name is Captain Jack Sparrow. Ah, I take it some of you have heard of me. As you may well know, there are times, almost constantly in fact, where I prefer to look at the world through the bottom of a glass. Rub, something like this. You may have also heard whisperings and rumors that Jack Sparrow be recruiting a crew to undertake a voyage to the Fountain of Youth. Not true, of course not. But even if it weren't not true, you wouldn't be interested in joining me, would you? Eh? Death lies before us as we sail to the Fountain of Youth. You could guide an expedition. You are Jack Sparrow. There should be a captain in there somewhere. I hear a rumor. Jack Sparrow's in London. Hellbent to find the Fountain of Youth. Don't be a fool, Jackie. The Fountain will test you. Was that really necessary? Gentlemen. The fountain is the prize. Mermaid waters, that be our path. Steady as she goes. What's your play, Jack? I thought I should give you warning we're taking the ship. It's nothing personal. You might be better off, you just... Stay out of it. There'll be dangers along the way. Firstly, mermaids. Zombies. Blackbeard. The pirate all pirates fear. If I do not make it to the fountain, neither will you.
Is that it? I think so. Is it we can never meet without you pointing something at me? There's the jack I know. Fight to the bitter end! You know that feeling you get when you're standing in a high place? Sudden urge to jump? I don't have it. See that because I will not be doing it again. Hi, I'm Christine Lakin from The Walking Dead video game and Family Guy and Step by Step, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Ahoy, D heads! Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. This week, Jonathan has Kevin McNally on the air. One way I know Mr. McNally is for his reoccurring appearance on Season 2 of Downton Abbey, but we all know him best as Mr. Gibbs from the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. This week, I'm pulling out a special edition that Nathan from the D-Team brought to my attention a little while back that I've been saving. On December 4, 2007, Pirates of the Caribbean Soundtrack Treasures Collection was released, the same day as the Outworlds End DVD release. This five-disc soundtrack collection includes the music from films 1, 2, and 3, a bonus DVD, and a bonus CD. Discs 1 through 3 are the film soundtracks that you can find on iTunes. The DVD includes features with Hans Zimmer, the composers for films 2 and 3, a look at creating a score, and a video of one of the film's premieres. The bonus CD contains suites from some of Mr. Zimmer's original concepts for the score throughout the film franchise, and some remixes of the piece, He's a Pirate from Curse of the Black Pearl, Jack's Sweet, and Pirates Live Forever, and this CD is what we're looking at. We will be looking at the score pieces. The remixes I mentioned were previously released on the soundtracks Pirates Remixed in 2006 and the Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End Remixed in 2007, so we'll save the remixes for another day. Okay, I'm doing this week a little different with having sort of a clip show, since we have some great music. But they're all really long and all really good, and I couldn't decide which ones to choose, so we're going to get small snippets of each. So now that I've jibber-jabbered enough, let's get on with the music. Our first piece, Pirates Day 1, 4.56am, is a shortened version of Mr. Zimmer's demo for The Curse of the Black Pearl. Now, if you're familiar with the different soundtracks, you'll know that Claus Budlet was the composer for this film, and Zimmer composed films 2 and 3. But, what you might not know is that before Bedlet was brought on, Zimmer was approached to do the score, but was busy with a different project. He then referenced Bedlet to write the score, and Zimmer then came on as a producer and as a collaborator on the score's primary themes. Zimmer has stated that he wrote most of the tunes in one night and recorded them in an all-synthesized demo. This particular track is a shortened and edited version of the original demo. As you listen to it, you can completely hear what would turn out to be the main themes for the film series. Our second piece is entitled Marry Me. It is a combination of the love theme for Will and Elizabeth found in At World's End, the score that is heard when Jack and Elizabeth leave the Dutchman after Will's death, and even the piece Up is Down. 
The love theme is made of two sections that Zimmer broke down into A and B, A being dominant in French horn and B having the full orchestral statement. The up is down portion features the Celtic inspired fiddle theme in 12-8 and features sections A and B. Next we have the heart of Davy Jones. This particular suite is similar to what you can find on the Dead Men's Chess soundtrack, containing the same string variations on the main theme. Unlike the piece Davy Jones on Dead Men's Chest, there is no organ within the orchestration, and while the familiar sound of Davy Jones' music box comes into play at the end of the piece, the flute is responsible for its presence early on. The melody of the music box was deemed Section C of the total love themes present in the films. We go from Davy Jones onto our next piece, Lord Cutler Beckett. This is a variation of the theme that follows Beckett through films 2 and 3. Most of the cues in this piece were not recognized in the final scores, but a few were used later in the final film's battle scene. See if you can pick them out.
sequence onto our main hero, we have Jack's theme, Bare Bones Demo. This is a solo piano demo of the Jack Sparrow Suite from the Dead Man's Chest. The suite is defined in two parts. Part 1 is considered Jack's drunken theme, slow in tempo and very legato, giving each note its full worth. Part 2 is Jack's action theme, a more up-tempo version of Part 1, and a part that can be found any time Jack is up to his crazy antics, such as the crazy wheel fight with Will and Norrington in Film 2. begins and ends with the same piece that can be heard throughout the film. We now have the Hoist the Color Suite. This is a slightly altered version of what is heard with the credits and was not previously released on the film's soundtrack. For a little background on the song, Hoist the Colors represents the pirates and their ideology of freedom and tells the story of Calypso's imprisonment. Utilizing the full orchestra, we also find many traditional Asian instruments, such as the gamelan and the erhu. The gamelan is also doubled throughout the piece by the bass. While not every idea presented here made it to the film, it's an intriguing piece. Thank you. 
Our final piece is Just Good Business. The piece harkens back to Lord Cutler Beckett, with that piece providing an underlying bass. There is a strong electronic beat in the background of the full orchestration. It is thought that this piece was the original idea for the final battle's score in At World's End, and by the sounds of it, I would easily believe it. that my time is up. Thanks for joining me for a look into the music for Pirates. You can find the soundtrack collection available on Amazon, or you can listen to all of the tracks from the special CD in full on YouTube, and as I mentioned earlier, find the film soundtracks on iTunes. Don't forget to check us out online on the D-Wire Discussion Facebook group, and feel free to send me an email at page at disradio.com. That's P-A-I-G-E at disradio.com. I'll see you next time for another installment of the Magical Music Review. Until then, D-Heads, see ya! Alright, all of you D-Heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic ride, and taking that trip into the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Definitely stay on the lookout for Mr. Gibbs in Pirates of the Caribbean 5, currently filming, as well as all his other projects, including Turn, Washington Spies, which has an all-new season that just kicked off as well. So thank you, Kevin McNally, for stopping in and chatting with all of us and taking that time out of your schedule to hang with us here at Diz Radio. I'd also like to thank the D-Team. Yes, the show is made because of the D-Team. The D-Team 
team is one that brings the flair here at the show. So I want to extend that very special thank you to the D team of Aaron, Nathan, Caitlin, Paige, and Jason, all for stopping in here this week. Without your signature segments, all everybody would have is me rambling on week in and week out. And remember, you can connect up with the D team on the official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And finally, I want to thank you, the D heads. Without you, there would be no show and we wouldn't be celebrating our fifth year of Disney On Demand. So thank you, the D heads, for spreading the love, connecting up with us, and helping us bring this show to you because we are truly honored to bring it to all of you D-Heads every week. So thank you for tuning in. Now, all of you D-Heads, because all that is out of the way, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show before I let you in as to what to expect here next week. And remember, you can always connect up with us on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, our lifetime of Disney player, and much, much more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. You can also find us all over the social media media networks on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney on demand. You can also friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J O N D I Z. And remember you can partake in our newest discussion group, the Diz radio D wire discussion group on Facebook as well. Just look up Diz radio Disney on Facebook and join in the discussion with the D team, myself and everyone else. And remember you can always connect up with us also on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more just search Diz radio, Disney blue, or Disney On Demand, and you will find us. And remember, you can always get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your Android, your iPhone, and more just by subscribing through iTunes or Stitcher Radio and getting the latest show right there on your device to listen to and definitely leave us some feedback in there, some reviews, and some comments because they truly are appreciated. With that said, it's all out of the way, and let's gear up for show number 109, and we're getting that much closer to summer, and with that, you want to hit up the theme parks, you want to go to many other places, and maybe a small little town that I personally only live about 20 minutes from in Port Washington, Wisconsin. And we're going to take you back to your ABC TGIF Fridays. Yes, you have to see it. Your TGIF Friday shows and one of those step by step. And we have Christine Lakin stopping in here next week. And Christine's going to talk about what it was like being on Step by Step, that fantastic sitcom, as well as visiting Disney World growing up in the outskirts of the Magic Kingdom, as well as her current projects, voicing video games, and many other things. So get ready as we're going to take that trip into the small screen, into television, and your memories of watching those TV shows on Friday nights. So get ready as Christine is going to be stopping in here next week. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it has been a very full week here this week. I am tired. I am beaten. I'm not anywhere close to ending my sail on the seven seas. So until next week, as I always say, as we get busy, as we get crazy, never neglect family for business. Until next week. All right, I'll do it one more time. Ahoy, mateys. Watch out for their Captain Jack Sparrow. You want to go ahead and make sure that you listen to Disney on demand. All right, I had to say it, but never neglect family for business. Catch you online and see you everywhere else. D-heads, have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.